Welcome to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, the podcast for high achievers who want to stay sharp, focused, and full of energy despite their diagnosis. With your host, National Board Certified Functional Medicine Health Coach, Julie Michelson, where Julie helps you take your power back from autoimmunity. And now here's your host, Julie Michelson. Welcome back to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast. I'm your host, Julie Michelson, and today we have such a treat for you. Jacqueline Bacon is joining us, and we're talking about high-functioning anxiety, what it looks like in your everyday life, what the common root causes are, and how it's connected with autoimmunity. Jacqueline illuminates the common pitfalls of the overachiever and gives us an amazing step to take to begin to shift into presence and step out of anxiety and illness. Jacqueline, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you with us today. Thanks, Jolie. I'm so excited to be here. So one of the first things I usually ask our guests is, you know, how did you get to be doing the wonderful work that you're doing? Because most of us have a personal story that brought us to this world. So can you share with listeners a little bit of your journey to, that got you yeah. in the functional medicine world? Yeah, I'd be happy to. So, I mean, really getting into nurse practitioner school, I started out pretty disgruntled about the conventional system. So I was going through clinicals, learning it with ease, but I was like, man, in the family practice realm, so challenging to see people 10 minute visits one after another with a multitude of complaints and felt like we were only like scratching the surface. So I felt that about 15 years ago. And that really led me into lifestyle medicine and integrative and functional medicine at a, at a young age. I went down that road through my own medical training and whatnot, and then really got to experience it myself personally as well. So I have always been a very healthy person and, and high achiever. And then I came to a point where I was working as an MP and I was on my second pregnancy and never experienced really anxiety that affected my life. Maybe it helped me excel in school and different things like that, but never created sleep problems or any issues until after my second pregnancy. And so that's where I was really experiencing some in, insomnia I was feeling like really fatigued and tired, but also wired and on edge and having difficulty unwinding. Like I literally would be watching a Netflix show and not be able to relax. That's when, you know, it's like something's wrong. Like I should be able to unplug, but my nervous system was just like on overdrive and I was depleted after breastfeeding and all these pregnancies And I went to my conventional providers as well as a functional medicine provider. And I wasn't getting any answers through the conventional like insurance paradigm. They would do my labs. Everything looked normal. (sighs) I'm like, but this is totally new for me. I've literally, I used to, I remember before I even had my first kid, I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to wake up in the middle of the night. I was such a deep sleeper. Now I can't even sleep well through the night. So it was like this drastic change. 
but I didn't feel people were really looking deep enough to explain why for my symptoms. And so that's what really got me into the deep dive approach of functional medicine. And I did my own functional medicine labs, you know, my gut had imbalances, so I wasn't digesting things as well. I had early, very early autoimmune conditions. So I had thyroid antibodies that were elevated, but my thyroid hormones were normal. So if I left that alone, I could have been on medication for life down the road. So I was like, okay, this explains some things. I was super depleted in magnesium, which is your relaxant mineral. And which is no surprise after pregnancy and breastfeeding that I was so depleted um, and had some inflammation going on. And then I also had kind of my upbringing and conditioning that led to all of this. So I was so grateful for more clarity of the answers and then more of a holistic approach. I was able to really unravel things and do the deep work and reverse these symptoms for good rather than just feeling, which I was starting to feel in the conventional realm, see provider after provider, no answers, get thrown more pills at myself. And I'm like this and even when I was doing better, I was getting thrown more pills at me. I was like, this just doesn't seem right. <laughs> like, and I had that background and I, so I had to kind of exit personally myself out of that conventional spiral of just being victim to the system almost, you know, as a patient and take my power back of my health and Hey, let's get to the root cause. And that was like mind blowing experience for myself that then led me into the work because I'm like, I wanted this level of care as a mother, as a high achiever, as, you know, a working functioning high level person and not to just be like medicated for life and kind of like, here you go, five minute visit. Like that wasn't the solution I wanted. So uh, really providing the level of care that I wanted uh, for women now. Yeah, which is amazing. And your your story is so familiar because, right. and I'm, I'm guessing at some point, somebody alluded to the fact of, well, you have young kids, of course you're <laughs> exhausted or stressed or, you know, it's always, right. especially when labs are normal, especially when they're not running complete labs, right. but I would imagine, and, and you, you, you touched on it, like the, how, then how do you practice that medicine after that? Like you have to, you right. have to provide that service. This is why we do what we do right. use the words, take my power back. I have a, I run a challenge, take your power back from autoimmunity. Uh-huh. That is why <laughs> we're having this conversation today. We can inspire one listener to, you know, dig deeper and, and look to some of those root causes um, and, and maybe go beyond the care that they've already received that, that what I, what I love was so exciting to me about your story is that you basically prevented auto, you know, prevented autoimmunity or any kind of permanent damage from it. And, and so that's one of the other reasons I wanted to bring your story to listeners because, I share my story. I was 11 years in on 10 prescriptions and, you know, and the exciting part is here I am, you know, with RA that, you know, they tell you, if you don't take the drugs, you're going to have permanent damage. No, my life is amazing. I feel so great. That's awesome. But there's something, so I would love if 
I, not if, when it'll be exciting when we get to a point where enough people know that, you know, they, they can turn things around right away right. and to yeah, early detection, like we're yeah. doing early detection like for other diseases. Why yeah. aren't we checking antibodies proactively? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and no level of antibodies is essentially normal physiologically for our body. Right. Right. Which we should not be attacking our own tissue period. Like no matter what. Yeah. So I, I said, those are, those are just the things that I wanted to, to recycle of this whole, like we, we can do it early, trust yourself. Like so many things I hear in your story are the, like, those are the drums I beat. Like nobody knows you like you do. And so if your doctors look at your beautiful labs and tell you you're fine and you don't feel fine, find another. um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And how disempowering and confusing that can be. Like if we're getting cues from our body to listen to our body, I need help. I need help. It's communicating to us. And then we're like, Oh, you're, you're fine. Go on your merry way. It's like, okay. So I'm just supposed to survive feeling like crap essentially. And then it kind of creates this mistrust almost with your own body or like it's not on your side. It is a hundred percent on our side. Yes. We just need the appropriate answers and tools to guide and support it. And yeah. that isn't often found with autoimmune conditions or chronic nagging symptoms in the conventional realm, unfortunately, present day. Right. Amazing Correct. for acute illness, amazing for surgery. I say that um, all the time. God forbid, you know, there's, I need acute care. I am going right. to the Western medical system. Oh, like yeah. That's where I'm headed immediately. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So you, you touched on anxiety and I was thinking as you were just saying, you know, this whole, as we're talking about trusting your body, right. And knowing that those symptoms you're experiencing are signals that is your body's way of crying for help. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine as somebody who is already in this anxiety pattern that being told you're fine. And then, you know, who do you trust? Like you're, you're a right. medical provider and the medical providers are telling you you're fine. So I, I just can imagine that would just fuel the anxiety and continue that, that pattern. You talk about this idea of high functioning anxiety. Can you share with us? I, I love that by the way, can yeah. you share with us what that looks like in our yeah. everyday lives? Cause so many of us hear anxiety and, and we think of, crippling anxiety, right? Yeah, we think exactly. of somebody who is, you know, really in a bad place. Yes. Yes. That's really with their daily life. And, and so you alluded to, which, which is, I, I just get really excited. You're like, I think having a little anxiety is what made me a go-getter, right? right, like right. It, it does go hand in hand with being a high achiever. So, so, you know, explain to us what you mean by, by high functioning anxiety and what is it, what does that look like? Yeah, definitely. So high functioning anxiety is way more common than the diagnosis of anxiety. And so it will commonly show up in our day-to-day life. Like you said, it's like those overachievers, people who might overcommit, they have a difficult time saying no, and they're, they're, they're your yes people. And so they might overwork, find themselves really immersing in their work, career, 
they're often big people pleasers. And so they are like prioritizing other people's needs before their own. They may have difficulty just like being present. So they're always busy bodies on the go, perfectionist tendencies, high achievers, but difficulty just being. And you'll kind of find those patterns in a lot of people and in a lot of successful people. Mm-hmm. And that can be the pros of high function anxiety, but then there's the bad that comes with it. Which is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so far, I'm like, okay, you know, I yeah. can see, I hear things, you know, with different ears because I know, I know what the cons right. are, but, but it's like, yeah, I mean, drive, like, so some of that really does equate to drive right. and achievement. Right. And, but the key was that, you know, they, they, hard to be in the present moment. You mentioned you're in your own story. Can't unplug, right? There's the, yeah. And that's, you know, when you, what's, what do you hear all the time about high achievers? You hear the word burnout, right? Yes, exactly. So, but let's get into, so this high function anxiety, you're not, you know, it's not debilitating, right? It may even be helping in certain areas of your life. What are some of the negative consequences? Yeah, so you might see some of the positive effects in your career, but you may see some of the negative effects more in your interpersonal relationships. So, you know, your social life may compromise if you're overworking, not really having the most secure relationships. So you might have like anxious attachment patterns in your relationships. And so seeing that play out, a lot of really high functioning people, they, you'll see that commonly in their relationships too. And if you're unable to fully be present, imagine that's going to affect your relationships. Of course, that's also going to affect your work, even though you might idolize productivity it, it, it won't be a positive thing often when you're distracted or you're always busy or you're always on, you know, that difficulty, just relaxing and enjoying. So when you have these perfectionist tendencies, we tend to be overcritical of ourselves and we tend to um, not feel like we're always good enough or compare yourself to others and lacking just contentment and acceptance of what is. So what I kind of found my previous pattern is I was living in this place unknowingly of resistance. So, okay, I felt uncomfortable stress, or I felt uncomfortable symptoms. Well, I wasn't one plugged into my body enough to almost be in touch with that. (laughs) And then I would resist that, oh, that anxiety. And I would just turn externally. I would focus on other people's needs. I would overwork. I would go, 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 distract, numb, right? We all do this by different. So just that resistance though, of your own anxiety it makes it so much worse. Oh my gosh. It just like this spiral. So if we're able to get into a place of awareness and shift that first and then meet our needs and accept what is, that is huge. But that really takes some practice and like training that muscle and rewiring of our brain neuroplasticity, but it's so possible. 
So very, very possible. And what about some of the, you know, here we're on Inspired Living with Autoimmunity. Yeah. How how does that play in to autoimmunity? You know, what are some yeah. of the physical consequences of of not creating that change, right? Not shifting. Right. Yeah. I love looking at the root causes of like, say in this instance with high function anxiety, what are the root causes of that? Right. So we really need to get a really detailed intake to evaluate that from a whole person perspective. And that I find is very much missing in the conventional realm. Right. So one part I find very much missing is looking at trauma from our background. Yep. So, you know, doing, looking at adverse childhood experiences and it's not when we think, hear trauma, just like you were saying with anxiety, we hear the it word trauma. It could be a capital T. It could be a right. little T. Yeah. Right. These, it's not these overt abuse always, right? It can right. be these kind of nagging emotional right. neglect or our caregivers not exhibiting their own boundaries, not having their own, you know, they're coping with with alcohol or with overworking themselves, you know? So that conditioning and what we've, we've been taught to not listen to our own needs, not to cope in healthy ways, to perform in order to get rewarded, you know, high achievers, they're doing well in school. Well, that's not just by chance, typically, you know, that often was rewarded by our culture and conditioning. And so, you know, being aware of that aspect of our background But then beyond that, the physical aspects are huge, like you were saying. So the root causes to really diving deep through functional medicine testing really looks under the surface to why. Why are we experiencing these symptoms? And that could be a multitude of things you're alluding to. So one common pattern we find with anxiety, which is just a symptom, and also autoimmune conditions as a root cause is really our gut health. Right. I knew you were going there because <laughs> it's so true. I come enjoy. <laughs> so, you know, our gut health, that is one of our most protective barriers from the external environment. And so when you have the symptom of anxiety, you have to think of a couple things. One, is there neuroinflammation going on? Is there inflammation of brain? Is there leaky gut? Uh, impermeability of your gut that's then causing leaky brain and inflammation of your brain. Yeah. You're going to have brain fog. Yeah. You're going to have, you know, decreased mental clarity and cognition and poor memory retention and anxiety and possibly depression. Of course, you're going to experience those things. If your gut isn't balanced, not only that, just the permeability of your gut, but okay. The, these good bacteria that actually help make your neurotransmitters, you know, 90% of our serotonin, that happy hormone in our gut. And so if we have these imbalances in that ecosystem of our gut, yeah, we're not going to have good nutrients. We're not going to have good neurotransmitters. We're not going to have optimal deep restorative sleep. We're going to get more autoimmune issues because two thirds of our immune function is in our gut. So it's like, man, if we can get a really good assessment of your ecosystem and microbiome, that gives so much clarity to the root cause and help guiding other aspects of care. It is. So I know it, it, some listeners may be like, Oh, the gut again, like (laughs) all anybody wants to talk about, but I want to repeat the two things that you said that 
often people really genuinely don't realize, which feels like newer information is that most of our neurotransmitters are made in our gut. They're not made in our brain. And as you just said, over two thirds of our immune system is in our gut. So this, you know, why are they always talking about gut with autoimmunity? Why are we talking about gut with mental health and mood? Because it, I mean, it, it really is that our second brain. Yeah. It is. And it, you know, it almost may be the first one. Yeah. yeah we'll, see, we'll see how that goes in time. In the research. It'll probably be renamed, I'm sure. And so it, it is fascinating to see the impact on gut healing yes. on both, both things, you know, anxiety, autoimmunity. It's, it is unbelievable. I, I can't tell you how many clients I've had with really lifelong anxiety issues. And then, you know, no coincidence, a laundry list of autoimmune diagnoses. Right. And they'll be doing really well. I have this one, one in particular keeps coming to mind would be doing, you know, doing better, doing better. And then the anxiety would come flooding back and the depression would be terrible. And we would Mm -hmm. check in and I'd say, well, you know, what, what's going on? You know, Oh, you know, I had birthday cake last week at a, and I'm like, do yeah. you see the pattern between what, what you're doing with your gut? And I mean, literally that was like direct feedback of, yeah, right. but, and it's not, I'm oversimplifying. There's more to it right. than that, but it is always fascinating to me to see, because I think I, I used to be on the other side where I d- had no understanding of it. And I was right. like, I don't understand. What is what you're eating have to do with your mood yeah. and yes. how does anxiety play into autoimmunity? You know? Right. And I love taking it that step. We will look often as humans, we'll look at our behavior and just want to go straight there. Let's change the behavior. Let's change that food. Let's change that. But even taking a step back and saying, why are we engaging in that behavior? Right. So we all cope in different ways. That and goes efficient. back to yeah. have to identify the trauma. Right. And handle, right. you know, and cha- to change those patterns. Yes. You have to know why they're there. Yep. All of our patterns served us at one time. Like you were right. saying, that being that overachiever really probably got that positive attention or relief from negative attention as a child, right? you know, to get those good grades or go after whether it's athletics, academics, doesn't matter. And again, those are things that seem to serve us on the surface, but they create these patterns that expire that are as adults. Yeah. They serve us as children. We have to adapt to our environment and, you know, we have to really, we're dependent on other people then. So the coping mechanisms we use then are very different than what creates a very balanced and resilient adult. I mean, there's kind of this bridge in time and we just aren't taught healthy coping skills as children or like how to have self-awareness and meet our own needs. It's, it's, it's one of the most overlooked things. I think as us as humans, what we're doing in our education system, but I see it starting to evolve, which is powerful. It is. It is. I see a lot of younger people. I was thinking the same thing. You know, we send our kids to school and they're taught, you know, don't trust your instincts. And, you know, all of that, the creativity is taking all of these things. Right. Yeah. Suppress. <laughs> and then, you know, when we decide to, you know, handle all of it as adults and relearn, like what really does serve yeah. us, 
I do see, you know, for me, I, I think I was in my thirties and already diagnosed with autoimmunity before I got a glimpse of like, huh, <laughs> right. maybe I don't want to raise my kids that way. Maybe right. there's yeah. another way so that they don't have to undo all of this in their thirties and forties or twenties and thirties. Right. So I, I do see it shifting, but it is, it, again, as you said, you know, we weren't taught these skills. There's still a lot of, you know, the kids are only being raised with the level of which their parents have dealt with their stuff. Right. So yeah. it's, it's the parents, their teachers, like all these people yeah. around and yeah, yeah, I found it interesting. I hear that story commonly when you mentioned when you became a mom, how, <laughs> that's when we kind of look at our own stuff a little more. And that was definitely my situation too. Absolutely. I don't want the same thing for my kids. And it makes you look at, you can't just say most people, apparently my counselor, she's like, yeah, most people will just try to compensate and do the opposite of their childhood. Right. But you're really not dealing with your stuff still. Right. You know, you're just attempting on the external. They're like, oh, I'm going to do different, but if we can look within and really we can stop that generational, you know, trauma habits. So that's the most powerful as far as that. But of course, all this stuff leads to more physical causes. And if we have that sympathetic nervous system constantly activated, you know, not only gut health, but our hormones and thyroid health. And it's just this like, well, you said you weren't sleeping, right? Like, I mean, it it all plays together. And that's why that the approach of what's your symptom, here's your pill doesn't work because you know, it's, it's looking at the why. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you talk about the, you know, these root causes of the anxiety and the autoimmunity and you, you, we talked, we just were talking about trauma and neuroplasty, you know, all these amazing things. Cause that it, it keeps coming back to what you said. We, we do have the power. We have the power. We have the power to improve our health. We have the power to create new parenting opportunities. You know, we don't have to either repeat the same pattern. I mean, that used to be how it was, right? With the family dynamic, we either repeated or we did the opposite, which was often just as unhealthy, the opposite. Right. And, and we're not stuck with that. We do have the power if we're right. willing to learn and grow to create whole new opportunities and shift our family experiences. But yeah, what, best. It, yeah. What are some of the tools that people can use yeah. to help reduce that anxiety and, and improve that and maybe, you know, avoid autoimmunity or turn it around quickly like you did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I always go back to the top three uh, root causes. If you kind of look at them very big picture wise, it will often come down to stress and that could be physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, right? So stress is one, two, nutrition, and then three toxins. So every individual, the root causes of those and the priorities will be different at any given time. But let's just talk with one that is generalized. Everybody can benefit from. And yes, we can look at our backgrounds and and do that work with an amazing trauma-informed counselor or provider. But regardless of where you're at with your background, 
everybody who lives in a modern society can benefit from nervous system regulation. And so I'd love to, you know, give some tips on how we can do that super practically because it doesn't need to be a big thing <laughs> and incorporate that in our daily life. Cause that's, you just touched on, I think that that's some of the biggest resistance People think it has to be like, you know, well, I don't right. have time to go to a cave and meditate for 30 days. Right, right, right. I'm like, yeah. No, no, that's not yeah. actually what you need to do. Yeah, right, right. So, yeah, <laughs> that would be great. Let's go there. What, yeah. what do we do? So, you know, we have the spider flight system versus our rest and digest. We want that rest and digest parasympathetic nervous system relaxation more, not this constant activation of fight or flight like most of our modern society is. So how can we intentionally do that by engaging and really biohacking our nervous system with practical tools day to day? So those parasympathetic nervous system tips that are just transformational and play with it, like experiment with the ones that you enjoy. And first I would recommend attaching simply to an existing habit. So a couple things is I love, love, love building self-awareness first. So when you build self-awareness, that is not only impactful on its own, checking in with yourself, and but it then directs your future behaviors and how to meet your needs. So that would look like a simple self-check-in. And so that could be while you're doing existing habit and brushing your teeth in the morning. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, Hey, what am I feeling like rating your stress level zero to 10 naming an emotion or two you're feeling, you know, naming like, what is my physical energy? Like zero to 10, what's my mental clarity? Like, So you already have an intake in the day of your capacity. And so you can like, you don't, you're not pushing through and burning yourself out more. You're like, man, my stress is already a four and I'm just waking up. Okay. Well, I can take some deep breaths and calm that down pretty quick. But if you wait until your stress level is an eight later in the day, oh, that takes so much more time, energy, and effort to decrease, right? So it's all about that earlier cues and awareness. So we can nourish ourselves. We can meet our own needs very simply. And it literally takes like two minutes to do that. That is, it's amazing. And I love literally when to say that we speak the same language would be an understatement. I love it, Julie. Because I'm always saying like, awareness is the first step. You can't create change if you don't know where you are. You need to know where you are. Right. Where you want to go. Then you can start to move the needle. And literally everything, you know, I mentioned that challenge that I run sometimes, literally everything that you just, the the (laughs) check-ins, those are all on like the first day they get a track because just to, because again, as you were saying, these are the thing when you're in that go, 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 right. right, Next thing, next thing, next thing. You you have to be present to do that check-in and so many people haven't been present in a really long time. And so I love that. And even the, I was, for those of you that are listening on audio, I was, I was brushing my teeth with my imaginary toothbrush as she was saying, when you brush it, because this stuff really, really does work. It does. does. And so when you were saying about being present, our brain literally can't be anxious and thinking about the future or past if we're in the moment present. Yeah. 
So well, if we're they say, right? depression is when you're stuck in the past and anxiety mm-hmm. is when you're stuck in the future present, that's where it's at. It's, Right. But it does, it takes training. It is yeah. a muscle. We definitely, yeah. But, but the, the fun thing is even just the shift from doing that check-in exercise yeah. is you get rewarded like you, and it just starts to build on, right. on itself. Right. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize I was feeling sad about that. And that's why I've been numbing and watching more shows or <laughs> drinking wine or whatever. Yeah. And you, you mentioned, well, looking for the unplug, right. Yeah. That, that yeah. sometimes is, um, is elusive. I mean, you mentioned how much more difficult and longer it takes to address, you know, a stress level right. of an eight, right. but often until you start doing these check-ins and, and, you know, just dipping your toe into some presence yeah. sometimes. Literally. You, you don't feel a four. You have no, you know, you don't even feel the difference between a four and an eight. You're just conststantly. Yeah. In your brain. Going. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I love that. So I, yeah. I, I always ask what's one step listeners can take, but you just gave us, and yes, it had multiple parts, but I'm going to, I'm going to umbrella it under just the check-in. Right. I hopefully yeah. everybody brushes their teeth in the morning. If too. not morning coffee, maybe. <laughs> I, I I do have one client who, when we started working on toxins, and I, I got him to understand, you know, what was in the toothpaste he was using. Yeah. He for apparently for about two weeks just didn't get clean toothpaste and just stopped right. using toothpaste. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah. probably better, but your poor girlfriend. Um, <laughs> like that's and deodorant he did the same with both yeah. at the same time I was like that he was dedicated that's amazing I'm glad yeah, you're no longer you know awesome. putting toxins in your mouth and under your arms <laughs> that's the most important part anyhow the brushing action <laughs> so but even he was still brushing so when you brush right. in the morning you know start to to do that check-in I love okay. it and I love ourselves first yeah yeah. And some of it, it, you and I, you know, we're giggling and it, it's simple and it's fun and it's, it's not simple. Like it is simple in that you can do it in less than two minutes, Right. but so many people you mentioned name and emotion I'm feeling so I didn't even know how to do that at first. I, I literally yeah. didn't have that skill to identify my emotions. Yeah. So, um, and that, that's, that's common. You know, it's very common. And so I just wanted to acknowledge for anybody who is going to feel weird, pick up this, this exercise that yes, we're saying it's simple in that it, it is, it's a small step to create huge change, right? but that it it is, it will take practice and some of it will be when you start. Yeah. Especially in the beginning and trusting that and making it fun. That's what keeps you engaged and realizing the positive feedback, how you continue to build habits is our brain is always looking for the negative for survival. But if we look for the positive, oh, how did I feel when I checked in that day? Oh, wow. I actually felt a little lighter. I was more engaged. I was more mindful with my meals, you know? So even when you exercise, pay attention to that positive reward, because that's what fuels you to continue that habit. Absolutely. That's and and then it's a whole healthy drive instead yeah. of an overdrive. Right. I love right. It. Before we wrap up, where can listeners find you? I will have all of the ways to to get a hold of you in the show notes. But just for people listening that that don't want to take a peek, where can they track you down? Yeah. 
I love connecting with people on Instagram if they're on there. And um, I put valuable content out there all the time. And people message me and ask me, you know, advice and things. And so, yeah, just my Instagram, Jacqueline, J-A-C-L-Y-N underscore bacon, like the meat. So that's always fun. And then just my website. So JacquelineBacon.com. You have given us so much gold today, Jacqueline. Thank you so much for joining us. That was so fun. For everyone listening, remember you can get the show notes and transcripts by visiting inspiredliving.show. I hope you had a great time and enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity. Did you enjoy this episode? Please like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to get a transcript of this and every other episode, just head on over to inspiredliving.show or click on the link in this episode's description. There, you can also find everything we discussed in this episode, including links and information about our guest. You can even send in your questions to be answered by Julie in a future episode. That's inspiredliving.show. Until next time, this is Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, helping you take your power back.